The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. All right, you're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. It's a beautiful day in the valley. I guess it always is this time of the year, so I'm blessed and uh, happy to be here doing what I enjoy doing. I got a friend in the studio with me, and it's always good to be joined by, you know, another man who played the game, gave it his all, the game gave him his all, and uh, we get a chance to talk about this thing now. So uh, I'm going to introduce my guest in a minute here. But my man Primetime, you know, he always like to come in every now and then and mess with me when I'm in the studio. So he's trying to fix something that I think is already fixed. But, um, yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. Primetime. Primetime is <laughs> Dion. Dion keeps it, uh, you know, he keeps it together for us here, y'all. You know, shout out to all the boys out in Detroit. Yeah, Prime told me to make sure that y'all are aware that uh, he out here and he's getting his thing on out here. He keep us, uh, keep us together, keep the sports channel together. And I, I guess he must have did something to Detroit this weekend, too, man, and, you know, help Detroit do their thing and get their groove on and, you know, win a game or two and, you know, and make somebody else look bad because I don't think anybody really expected Detroit not this past weekend. At least I don't expect them to do, you know, some of the things that they did. So I'm just rambling because I'm really trying to find something here online here so you guys will know that I'm bringing you information that's worldwide and I'm getting it from every place in the world we're successful at. That means I'm getting it from from online. But uh I tell you what I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get uh I'm gonna get to business and, and I'm gonna bring my man Pete Manley with me today. Pete of course is a former wide receiver with Detroit Lions. Pete and I played against each other back in the day. See I remember him but he don't remember me so you know that let you know who had the best game on that particular day. But we had a lot of fun. Uh Pete of course attended uh uh NAU out here in, in the state of Arizona and um, enjoyed his playing career. And uh, Pete is going to be uh, joining us here at Voice America Sports with, with, with his own show, and I'm happy about that. But uh, let me welcome my guest, Pete Manley. Pete, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Well, I appreciate it, man. It's good to have one of the fellas with me here in the studio whenever I can uh, make it happen. And we certainly going to make it happen, man. We're going we gonna to chop it up because a wide receiver – you know, is of course is in the news again today, and normally wide receivers are in the news uh, because they make somebody look bad. You know, they catch the balls, they they laugh in your face, they dance in your face, they do it all, but they also take the risk of going across that middle or going anywhere on the football field, knowing that somebody out there is trying to take their head off. So I can understand the excitement. As a matter of fact, just yesterday, um, Monday, yeah, yesterday I was on a show with Gil Tyree. Shout out to Gil and. Uh, and, and Gil had uh, Mark Gastineau's dad with us on the show, and and he was trying to explain to people if you know the best way he possibly could 
that, you know, what they saw from his son was an un- un- uncontrollable passion and love for the game. And it, it just demonstrated itself. It came out of him emotionally, you know, each time he would make a sack, you know. And, and that was the passion he had for the game. And a lot of wide receivers have a passion uh, for the game, Pete. And, I, and I, I'm just, I wanted to have you today because I'm baffled about what's going on with, with Brother Moss, Randy Moss. So am I. Um, when you look at his productivity and future Hall of Famer, uh, the deeds in which he's uh, accomplished in the league, it, I find it very difficult to understand uh, the things that he's going through, uh, leaving one team, uh, going to another, hopefully to help them progress uh, into the playoffs, things of that nature, and then ultimately uh, get canned by them. And, I, you know, when I look at it, you know, you know, Pete, wide receivers uh, on the football field, we've always said this, regardless of what position, we always, we never expected a wide receiver uh, to be, you know, a, a real big-time blocker. We, we didn't expect that. That was an added value, if you will, if you had one that could do that. Hans Ward is somewhat unique, you know, but the expectation was not for, you know, them to deliver the punishing blow, but the expectation is, listen, just get in the way. Yes. Uh, because if you could just get in the way and you could just, you know, obstruct uh, the vision of a defensive back when he's trying to make a, a, a tackle on a running back, that running back is supposed to be able to give it to you and take it away anyway and make you miss. So now if he gets something else to assist, that's going to really help him. So in, in that partic- with that being said, we didn't really expect that Randy Moss was going to be a great blocker. That's right. And, and, and with that also being said, there's some plays, uh, perhaps maybe when uh, a wide receiver, when the ball is not thrown to him or it's a running play, I, I don't know if they always give 110%. Now, I think that that might, at least in my mind, as I'm coaching, I might ask my wide receivers to at least come off the ball on every play. So, at least in that defensive back's mind, he's not able to start picking up on your tendencies that, okay, if he come off the ball real easy, it's a run. Now I can get up and make a run. But if I come off the ball each time the same way, he don't know if it's a run or pass. So, as you look at the, you know, the way they describe Randy as, you know, taking a play off here and there, just tell us from your own professional perspective, one who's been a wide receiver in the league, is that, is that, is that common, what he's doing, or is that something that's just a disgrace to the position? I'm going to answer that like this. That's just really a double-edged sword. Uh, in one sense, when you're trying to make a ball club, or if you have not been to the Pro Bowl, then your job is to get to the play because your block could very well be the block that springs the running back or whomever's uh, you know in that particular play. Uh, but then when you have had the, the the kind of productivity that a Randy Moss has had, um, and then quite naturally he's not a a profound blocker anyways. That um, you know maybe he can take a playoff. And, and see, and I want to make that very clear because someone like me who played seven years in the league and didn't experience being voted in as a pro bowler, you know, you, that was the thing that kept you on the squad was your, your extracurricular, uh, your ability to make blocks down the field, things of that nature. But when you have a Randy Moss who's a proficient uh, ball catcher and certainly uh, has broken records in, in yards and catches and things of that nature to where – once you have that Pro Bowl watch or ring or whatever they give you down there, obviously I don't know, <laughs> that um, you can't take a playoff. And so I don't see it something out of the ordinary for him. And so, and so what you're saying, and I, I certainly understand this, is that 
he's and you said this he's he's earned the right to do that and and it's consistent that it's not just randy but other people have done that but for some reason he's come under the scrutiny of of the mass media that you know he's not given a hundred percent all the time is that, am I correct? Uh, again, double-edged sword, because if, if if I got a great tackler that's that's playing me and I run him to the play, he may be the reason why we don't score anyways. And so your job primarily is to backside block, okay, and ultimately keep that guy occupied on that side of the field. And so it could be misconstrued by the public or the fans, if you will, that he's taking a playoff when really he's not taking his defensive back or defensive backs, if you will, to that play. And the fact that he, he may come off the ball a little bit easy, you know, I've seen Randy come off the ball a little bit easy. The next thing you know, you think, it, whoop, you know, it's a double move, and he's gone. When you have that kind of speed, you can do almost anything. You can come out lackadaisical and certainly burst into your pattern. Uh, certainly, you want to have different ways of running routes anyways. And so I don't believe it's anything out of the ordinary. And it's interesting you say that, Pete, because that's one thing about one of, one of my good friends and, you know, became a good, very good coach in the, in the NFL, a coach, let me say that. I don't know if he's very good because he didn't win a whole lot of games. But, but Herman Edwards. Herman was one of those students of the game like I tried to be. You know, you always try to pick up from, you know, from those who are around you, from your peers, pick up the good stuff, leave the bad stuff alone. Herman was a student of the game. And whatever he could pick up, if he knew that consistently Randy Moss, when he come off the ball real easy, you know, not, it's going to be a run, you know, he would use that to his advantage. If he had one foot up and the other foot back every time and, and that led to something for you to pick up on to your advantage, he, he would pick up on that. So the fact that everybody knows that, okay, Randy – is not consistent. Randy may come off the ball, making you think is you know it's not coming his way, and it is. So really, Randy, what he was doing is he was really occupying you, you know, from whatever position you were in the secondary that was guarding him. You had to account for Randy, and you couldn't give up on him too soon because he might it might be a double route. He might be just trying to lull you to sleep. So you had to stay focused on him either way. Absolutely, so, so you have to stay home. That, so the fact of the matter is, whatever. You know, and whoever thought that perhaps maybe Randy was, you know, taking a playoff, he might have took that playoff. But that des- defensive player could never take that playoff at all if Randy Moss was his man. Is that, that's is that exactly, correct? That's exactly what I was alluding to. And, and so, so, so why, job's still done. Yeah, so why? Job's still done. If job is done, I'm agreeing with you. So if job is done, how does a coach justify getting rid of a man who – is doing his job on the field. Now, let me ask you this. I, I saw a couple passes where they said perhaps maybe uh, Randy gave up on some passes. Um, one in particular, perhaps maybe he didn't. Maybe they wanted him to die for the ball, you know, and, and, and put forth some, some additional effort. If you come back, you know, you know you already got pass interference. You, you know my man grabs you. You know, okay. So you know you got a 15-yard pass interference play. You know, sometimes quarterbacks, when they know they got a pass interference going on, they'll lug it deep. I mean, something offsides or something, they'll just lug it deep. Can we hold Randy accountable because he didn't dive for that ball, particularly? Maybe he would. He only going to land on the one yard line or something like that, anyway. But can we hold him accountable because you know some feel he gave up on that play because he didn't dive for that particular ball? Well, if we look at his productivity back in history, uh, he's never he's got the kind of speed. Well, that's not necessary. 
He, he, I mean, very uh, few quarterbacks can overthrow Randy Moss. And with that being said, um, you know, maybe the ball was out of reach and, and there was no need for him to, to dive. And so you got to play devil's advocate and, and find out why. Or it just may be the coach having this way of performing that he wants out of Randy. And I believe that communication is the key. And that is to explain that, certainly talk about it, and then perhaps you can get more productivity in terms of that. Because what we're, what we're trying to do here right now is I'm just trying to look at the field. I don't even want to go on comments. I'm, I'm trying to look at what happened or didn't happen on the field that's going to justify me getting rid of this man. Because I don't even want the, all, what happened on, you know, in the media or not in the media. That certainly should be a not enough. To get rid of one of the greatest wide receivers that ever played a game. Okay, we already put Jerry up there as number one. Okay, but you know if I got Jerry and I got Randy, you know you can flip a coin and I'm happy. I, I don't care. You you flip a coin, I'm gonna take one or the other, and I, I'm not gonna be mad. Now Jerry might have had a, a harder and a, and a greater work ethic to some, and that's maybe because Jerry wasn't as 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 God gifted as Randy was. So maybe Jerry had to work a little harder. You know Jerry was going to give you his all. Okay. But 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 I wouldn't be mad if I had either one of them. I got a, a call on the line right now, Kim Harper. Kim, how you doing there? Good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Kim, would you be mad if they flipped the corner? You got Randy Moss or, or Jerry Rice? Oh, no. I'll take either one of them. Both of them are exceptional players. And you know that when you throw the ball in their direction, they – they are going to get the ball one way or the other. Now, 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 Jerry, 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 perhaps maybe might object to to some other way of which Randy plays his game and how he approaches the game because Jerry approached it differently. Uh, and but they say they got similar results. And so, with that being said and done, you know, we're not going to get to the media part yet. Was there something that if you got a chance to see Randy the past few weeks that he's done on the football field that would lead you to believe that? Listen, I don't care about the money. Forget the money. We'll pay the man, but we just want him out of the game of the NFL because he's not worthy. Well, I, I'm not sure. You know, I can't figure out why they would want to do this anyway. I, I, it's, it's a total baffle, especially with what they had to give up to get him. So I'm not sure why they would continue down this road and sacrifice him. And he's only been there, what, four games? Four so games. Four games. Yeah, that's ridiculous to me for you to give up draft picks pay that large sum of money to acquire him and then, you know, give up on him this early stage in the game. It's, it's, it's beyond me. I, and I figured maybe it's something a fan wouldn't understand, but with you all being in the game, we'd have a better insight, too. But well, Ken, we're going to address that on the other side of the break. We got music, so we're going to take a break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix Living Like It Matters. Pete Manley, wide receiver, is my guest in the studios. We'll be right back. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. 
despise her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big-name stuff, too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little-known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. But you know what they say, Kaye. Slow motion, better than no motion. All righty, we're back. You got that music. You got that voice, Rail is Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Primetime back there taking care of things for us. Primetime from Detroit. And, of course, my man Pete Manley played up there with the Detroit Lions. And so I'm, I'm glad to have him in the studios with me. Uh, before we went to break, I believe Kim was on the phone. And, 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 and we were talking about perhaps maybe us giving some inside perspective. But I'll take the perspective that, that, that Pete and I were talking about off the record, if you're still there. Uh, well, let's say off the air, Kim, because, see, we were talking about what's off the record and what's on the record. And perhaps maybe maybe Randy may have, you know, had some conversation about something of which perhaps maybe uh, the, the team may have objected to. Uh, but he didn't put it out there in the media. So I've heard some stuff about some things Randy might have said or whatever. But whatever he said had nothing to do with his performance. If a player is going to be let go, it should be based upon his performance or lack of his performance. We've already said the advantage of just having Randy Moss on the field. And Pete just made, you know, off the air, you know, made a comment about uh, we think that Rice may be coming back soon. I was just waiting to see Rice Harvin and Moss on the field at the same time, and, and if they want to throw the tight end in there somewhere in there someplace, you know, I'm like they got weapons, and they didn't even get a chance to see what that looks like. But from what I've heard this morning, eighty percent of the fan base, Pete, in Detroit, I'm sorry, in Minnesota, is looking for children to go. Eighty percent, eighty percent. I mean, these are the people that pay your tickets. I mean, pay for the tickets to come in and watch the game. And they said, listen, we were happy to have Randy back. Randy has done nothing for us to stop, you know, giving you our money to come watch him play. In fact, we want you to go. And and then the owner supposedly does not support that. So, Pete, when you get the owner and the fans all, uh, you know, in one accord against the coach, 
I mean, who really uh, is it time for the coach to go? I well, mean, what's going on here? I, I think it's a it's a it's a sense of uh, you know vendetta uh, mm. or something personal, maybe in a Pro Bowl, maybe another team, maybe in college when when Mr. Chil- Childress was coaching somewhere else, they had some kind of discrepancy. Uh, of some nature. And so ultimately, because it did not reach the media, whatever caused this disarray or disarrayment based upon the, the, the dismissal of Randy Moss, um, I, I'm thinking it's personal. And, and Kim, you know, one out there who, who's been a fan of the game, one who, who works in, in, in the legal capacity of, of working with athletes in the past, you know, have you ever experienced something where you've just been baffled about why one of your players or or maybe a colleague's player was let go based upon something that had nothing to do uh, with his performance and nothing off the field that's a legal issue either? Right. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, unfortunately, in the NFL, they have a contract at will. So they can be fired for any or no reason whatsoever. So it becomes one of those issues. But the problem with that is, the NFL is based upon performance. They want to see you perform. And if you've got somebody who is saying something that you don't like or did something you don't like, you know, you, what you should do is take them to the side and say, don't do that, and it's going to be hard to do that with a grown man. But it's like when Michael Irvin was in trouble. You know Michael was going to catch the ball, so despite what his off-the-field troubles were or what he may or may not have said in the locker room, uh, they were not going to get rid of Michael Irvin. So I'm I'm really baffled as to what was going on here in this particular situation that would make uh, Coach Childress take such a drastic action, especially not having the approval of his owners. But that 80% disapproval with the fans sounds like that Wade Phillips Dallas action. <laughs> yeah, you know, this is this – is, I think this is just – you know, when you look at the NFL and, and you look at what's going on and you, you have an empl- you have employees that find themselves really, um, at, you know, working for people that, that your future is hanging in their hands at any point in time. And that's what we always talk about contracts or lack of what people re- think are contracts. You know, these are you say at will, you know, yeah, they can fire you at will, but I, but you sign a contract. And you're thinking that when you walk into this, this, this stadium, you walk into this arena, you walk into this locker room, and you give it your best, you're feeling that you're okay. And for, you know, I don't care what they're talking about, some behavior, they're talking about uh, there was some going on with some catering services and, and, and rent. You know, maybe maybe the man only eats, you know, I don't know, you know, the top beef. of the line. Yeah, beef. Maybe, where's the beef? Maybe there was no beef there. I don't know. Maybe there was no uh, linguine there. You know, maybe, you know, maybe it, was his, it wasn't his food of choice. But what in the world does that have to do with how he plays football? And so this, is, this just baffles me to the point where when you have an owner, you know, you, you know one, for some reason, you talk about down there in Dallas, you know, Jerry Jones has decided, at least for this season, he's going to stand by that man, Wade Phillips. And, but yes, well, Wade does what he says, so you know. Yeah. Well, okay. Okay. Well, Wade. That see, that's the thing about it. Wade understands who calls the shot and who pays his check. Exactly. And, and and I think perhaps maybe in Minnesota, Pete, that could be the issue. That pre- and I, and I have my own experience with Childress one time, and I and I and I misspoke about who his boss was. He corrected me. He mm-hmm. corrected me that no, that is not my boss. 
you know, and so I know some people don't like anybody to be called their boss, but but he's not the person of authority, at least not directly for me. And so, well, Pete, come on, you you Kim, you, you, you chopping away over Kim, there. Kim, you ahead. said you said he does what he what he what he's told to do. Well, when when you cross the stripes and, and the play is called and you do what you're supposed to do, I mean that's the bottom line. Now, I'd be I'd be remiss to say that potentially off the field in the locker room, in the car, at home, that Wade agrees with everything that Jerry Jones says. And so he's human, too. And so the human factor comes in to where you, you're an adult and you reserve the, it, 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 its freedom of speech um, to, to say or have an opinion about this or that. And if it's offensive, then... You, all coaches should have an open door policy to where they can to where the player can come in and discuss this or that or if the coach doesn't like your locker room ethics then like you said Kim that that you should be pulled aside and it should be explained to you and the reasons why and then bygones are bygones because it has nothing to do with you crossing the stripes come Sunday or Monday well I have a question for both of you sure. um, that's something that's a little bit off the beaten path, but addresses this issue. For fans who have heard the terminology but don't quite exactly know what this means, it has been said that once Randy was let go, that he that he was put on waivers, and it, I think the, he's on the wire until 4 o'clock this afternoon. In terms of what that means, it's like Luther's catechism, what does this mean? What does that mean in terms of fans, or when does the, you know, who gets to pick you up, and what does it mean if they don't, and, and you know, who has to pay what if they don't? How does that work? Well, what it means is that, you know, teams have the opportunity to look at their roster and certainly make a decision on whether or not they can use your talents. And ultimately, there's a time frame based upon that to let teams, you know, make a, a decisive decision in, in a, an allotted a period of time. Um, what has to happen in that thought process is, th- is that the money's come into play, and can we afford a player like Randy Moss? And will it affect our, our ability to draft next year and those kinds of things? And so you go on the waiver wire, and certainly I've been there once or twice in my career uh, to where. Uh, it, it's uh, it's a detriment in terms of stability, and where are you going to go? And are they a contender? Okay. And, and with that being said, Kim, you know, right now there are clearly some teams out there in the NFL that could use Randy Moss. There, 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 there's no doubt Definitely. about it. They could, they could use Randy Moss. And 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 again, I I said this a few times before. Uh, a football coach is no different than a manager in corporate America. And a manager in corporate America, you know, if you work for a Fortune 100, Fortune 500, Fortune 1000 company, you've got people from all over the world. And, and nobody's personality is going to be the same. But, you know, when you go through the interview process, you get somewhat of a feeling. You go through the resume, you get somewhat of a feel. You know, in the NFL, they got these wonderling tests and all this type of stuff. So you try to get ultimately you know, some type of feel of what's going on. But but the bottom line is, are they productive? When you put them in position, you know, are they productive? And, and Randy Moss has proven to be one of the most productive people in the entire history of the National Football League. And I tell you what, so much so that down there in Tennessee, uh, Jeff Fisher is, is, is quoted as saying, you know, he, he's got almost everybody on his team, you know, coming to the back door 
trying to tell him to go get Randy Moss. Now, if I'm a wide receiver on that team, I might not be feeling too good. But one thing we always try to do, Pete, is we try to keep it real. And if you, you know, it's like, hey, if you know somebody's better than you, they're better than you. You know, if you want to compete. But if Randy Moss is out there and I'm a wide receiver, starting wide receiver right now in the NFL, and I'm not better than Randy Moss, I'm feeling as if, man, you know, Randy could come here and improve my team. And, and, but here's, here's the problem that I have. Jeff Fisher says he's not going to take in consideration what those players have to say about Randy being a part of that team. That, 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 is that his ego getting involved, man? If they're telling you, man, go get Randy, he's going to make us better, we want to win the Super Bowl, and you're not even taking that into consideration. Is that ego for that I, coach? I thought the name of the game was to win a championship. I mean, bar none. And so when you have a player of that caliber that can come to your team as a former wide receiver, I believe that what it does is help you step up your game. And if you ever become afraid of competition, you don't belong in that league. I understand. I like that, too. That means you will not be playing, not for long, if you can't stand the competition in the National Football League. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Finney's Living Like It Matters. Got my man Pete Manley, wide receiver for the Detroit Lions back in the day when I played. We'll be back right after this message. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely disagree Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Get ready to go inside the minds and behind the scenes with the top professional athletes, celebrities, and music entertainers. It's a sports show like no other. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with former NFL wide receiver Jarris McIntyre is real talk with in-depth interviews, topical discussions, and a whole lot of comedy. You'll hear from the entertainers, the athletes, and the fans. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with Jarris McIntyre is broadcast live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
The IS Outdoors Talk Radio Show brings two well-known outdoorsmen to the Voice American Network. We talk about everything from new sporting gear, places to hunt and fish, and how to get more from your recreation time. Join hosts Brock Ray and Don Kirk with their combined experience of 60 years in the woods. Brock and Don have traveled widely, creating TV shows and writing articles on hunting and fishing. Blessed with down-home humor, they're also well-versed in environmental concerns, firearms ownership, and animal rights issues. Tune in every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time to IS Outdoors with Brock Ray and Don Kirk, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. We're back. It's the Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And Pete Manley in here with me because, you know, I need to have a perspective from somebody who played the game, somebody who might understand a little bit better than I do uh, about why, you know, Randy Moss might be going through some of the things he, he was going through. So, uh, Kim, I believe you might have one last comment, then we're going to let you go because I'm going I'm to switch you. this thing. But go ahead. You, you Give us that last comment. I have one more question, and actually it's a question for you all because I have some teams in mind, but I want to know, having watched the season so far, who you all think, uh, between you know both of you, who do you all think are the teams that are re- really looking for a wide receiver? Which teams need him or could benefit from him the most, if you don't take in, even if you take into consideration the money issue? And we've got Dallas at the top of the list. So we don't have to discuss. <laughs> we don't have to discuss the Cowboys. But who else do you think should be looking at Randy that Randy could benefit and come in and help their team? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting you 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 asked that question because in, in my mind there, there's a lot of teams out there that that could certainly lose that could use Randy Moss and 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 for that reason I I don't know why you know he was that in, including the team that he plays for. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, even though New England is doing well, uh, again, you heard a man who's played the game himself, you know, comment on the fact that just his presence on the field alone, you know, is worth, you know, a couple plays, maybe even, you know, a score or two. You know, I certainly believe that, you know, somebody, when you look at somebody like Reggie Bush, who's not on the field for the New Orleans Saints, they feel the effect of him not not being there. And so... A great player, his presence on the field, you know, certainly helps you. So, but but when you think about when when you look at you know who could who could use uh, a, a Randy Moss, uh, I'm sure down there in in Houston, they wouldn't mind having him, you know, on the other side with the big fella. I mean, woo! Could you imagine wow. that? You know, wow. that's, I can. You no. know, I can. Yes. You know, and so 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 that wouldn't be bad. You know, uh, I, I'm sure. You know, when you look at what the Arizona Cardinals lost, I know they wouldn't make it happen. But they, Anquan Bolden is out of here. So just imagine, you know, putting somebody like that, you know, into you know the lineup with a Larry Fitzgerald. Wow. You know, again, powerful. Uh, yeah. You know, Anderson's got the big arm. You know. He's looking for a big threat. I, you know, although Larry's a, a very good wide receiver, I don't think he has that. He stretches the field like a Randy Moss could, you know. Uh, and certainly this is a division uh, of which, you know, is up for grabs right now. So that could kind of give them, you know, the added advantage. And, you know, you, you automatically get that berth into the playoffs. And then you got a chance to sneak in there like you did the Super Bowl a couple years ago. You know, um, you know, I don't think he's going to go to the Cleveland Browns, but of course, you know, a team like the Cleveland Browns could could use him. There's a lot of teams out there 
that could use Randy Moss. Where he's going to end up at, I, I would be guessing. Uh, if if I said we, but but the Tennessee Titans, obviously, you know, the team feels as if they could use him. They not only do they feel as if they could use him, the players want him, you know, and because they want, as, as we talked about, Pete, they want to win a Super Bowl. So so the Titans, they got a great running back, and I'm gonna say a great running back because anytime you know Chris touched that ball, he can take it the distance. So I, you know that wouldn't be a bad place for him to land. But where I, I don't know where he's gonna land. I'd be interested to hear some of Pete's comments about, you know, where he possibly could end up and who really could use him. Hey, Kim, I'm going to keep it simple. You you asked what teams could use him. I'm going to simply say all of them. Because when you have that kind of talent and then when you have the type of offenses that are out there now, then m- most offenses feature four wide receivers. And when you have a wide receiver like Randy Moss who can stress the field, who demands or commands, if you will, two people at all times. I mean, I don't know if you know this, Kim, but they generally rotate coverage to Randy Moss. And so he's very rare one-on-one. And when you look at that factor alone, then you open up the, the passing game for other wide receivers to become pro- productive. When you look at, you guys mentioned uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Obviously, you can see the, the, the woes of missing an Anquan Bowden because now you, you can focus coverage on uh, Larry Fitzgerald and, and ultimately you, you're hearing more about the Brestons and the other guys as opposed to Larry. Yes, he's getting touchdowns, but they're five yards out there, 15 yards out, things of that nature. I'd be surprised to see if he goes to the Pro Bowl again this year based upon yardage and based upon productivity. And so what, I, what I'm what i honing in on, Kim, is the fact that when you have a wide receiver of that magnitude, then all of them can use him. But will they take him? Is a horse of a different color. And let me, let me if, I, if I will, Kim, I'm going to leave you with this. I, I'm just going to take the, the top – uh, I think it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven receivers uh, this past weekend. The top seven receivers. I'm going to throw names out there. And then I'm going to have you think about, wow, where would Randy fit into that? You know, or how could Randy fit into that? And that's Brandon Lloyd. That's Mike, Mike Simmons-Walker, Steve Breston, Antonio Gates, Miles Austin, Nate Washington, and Andre Johnson. Those were the top receivers in this past weekend's games. Now, of those receivers, you know, are those people better than Randy Moss? And but yet still they were the top seven receivers. So imagine if if you consistently throw Randy into the lineup. And and these guys, uh, they're decent. You know, the, the one I, of course that jumps out to me, the one that I'm looking at is Andre Johnson because I'm thinking, hey, throw Randy Moss on the other side of Andre Johnson. I wow. mean, now now you pick your poison. Wow. And 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 that's what we're saying. Thing we're saying about Minnesota. You know, now that Rice is back, you know, and you got you got Harvin, you know, and and Randy Moore. It was like pick your poison. You got the running game. It's got to be something wrong with the offensive line because Adrian is ready to do his thing. You got these receivers. You know, it's either we we hurting on defense and we letting up score more points than we are, or the offensive line ain't doing their job. Because Brett's getting the ball there, he can get the ball there. You know, now you got Tavares Jackson who can get the ball there, and you got these great receivers. So I'm going to say it ain't the skill position players, you know, problem right now. I'm thinking it's a coaching problem and an offensive line, Pete. And I know I kind of changed the subject, but I threw that in there only because I wanted to say that Randy Moss ain't that problem. No, I'm just going to say that, you know, uh, defenses would have to play honest. Uh, with all three of those guys on the same field. They would have to play honest. And ultimately, like you said, they'd have to pick their poison because there aren't too many 
uh, defense is ready or equipped with the with the type of player who can cover a Randy Moss one on one. You've seen the Camardis and the Revises and those kinds of fellas, but obviously you also saw the one handed catch down there in Boston, didn't you? Uh, up with, with great productivity. And so when you look at this reason in, in which he's departed the Minnesota Vikings. But here's one area that we didn't talk about, and I'm going to bring this up, Kim, and that is is they said that if he stays on the waiver wire, then Minnesota can re-sign him. How about that? Wow. Or what about uh, New England deciding they made a mistake and pick him back up? Yes. And so now, if you can look at it in that capacity, is it a productivity issue or is it a mono mono issue is is it is it a coach player issue and, and and that remains to be seen well hey kim i thank you for calling it's always good when you call give give that other perspective and we certainly appreciate it so um i look forward to your call next week thank you for having me on nice talking to you pete take care all right hey pete now Bye. listen man I, I i got something you know we talk about coaches and, and an ego thing and you know when you look at Childress, who, whose Childress has been around football for a long time. And I don't know, Brad might have played. I, I really don't know that much of his background. But he's been around a long time. But, but let's switch gears a little bit because we got another thing going on in Washington with, with coach and players. And you got Shanahan in, in, in Washington, D.C., who wants to pull and bench Donovan McNabb. And, is, and I think he's given us everything except the truth about why he's doing this. Because as much as, as people were screaming about Don, I mean, since Donovan came in the front door, and he didn't come in the back door, he came in the front door it, to reception of booze when they drafted him in Philadelphia because they wanted him to get uh, Ricky Williams, uh, and they didn't. Uh, but Donovan performed. Donovan went to two Super Bowls. Uh, I'm sorry, Donovan went to one Super Bowl, but, but four or five NFC Championship games. Yes. So, so they they've have uh, enjoyed success there in Philadelphia with Donovan McNabb. But what's going on in Washington, D.C.? How do you pull a quarterback and then you say everything from he didn't know the two-minute offense uh, to he's, he's not in shape to run the two-minute offense because he's got some ailments and, and things of that nature uh, to just whatever excuse you want to make up except the truth. Now, I'm not sure the players are feeling too comfortable about that when they trust in Donovan McNabb and, and they're not feeling that the reason they're not winning all the games in, in Washington, D.C. is because of Donovan McNabb. I think they were happy with Donovan's performance. You know, he it, it, it got a little accuracy problem every now and then. But, you know, how would you feel if that happened to your quarterback you trust in all game long who's gotten you to the point? And if it's a two-minute situation of which we need to execute means we must be in a position to try to win the game, and you pull him. I, I don't understand the decision at all, especially from this perspective. Uh, how many years have Donovan Donovan been in the league? I think this is at least his 11th year. Okay, let's say 11 years. In 11 years, you haven't run a two-minute drill? I, I don't get it. And all of a sudden, in your 11th year, and certainly we bring him to Washington, that we've decided six games out that you can't do two minutes. I mean, six weeks into the season, I believe that you should be at peak performance level in terms of cardiovascular. So I, I don't understand it, and I agree with you 100% in terms of we've heard everything but the truth. And when you, you, know, when you want to you know, try to protect a quarterback you know, for whatever reason that you would need to protect him, you could do that. If, if there's something that Donovan is lacking, you can protect your quarterback. But to me, this is somewhat in, embarrassing, and, 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 it, and it's, a, it's, it's, it's almost, I don't want to say it's an attack, 
But it certainly is something where one would look at Donovan and think, wow, is he not intelligent enough to be a – he can't – he doesn't know the two-minute offense. And, and, and Pete, if, you, if you're a rookie, a wide receiver, and, and you're in the league, you're a running back, wide receiver, quarterback – and you run the two-minute offense, you got to know the two-minute offense. Absolutely. And, and you, you do it in training camp. You, you do it in minicamp. You do it during the season. You run a two-minute offense. You're going through it every week. You're going through it. I, I look at it like this. Um, in, in the NFL, if you don't know your playbook, you'll never see the field. That's exactly so right. So after 11 years, again, I, 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 without being redundant, again, how do you bring it Even there? if it's a new system. Even if it's a new system, you're never going to see the field if you don't know it. Within, within seven, and you got seven weeks, and, and I would like to think that in seven weeks, you know, the Redskins, maybe they've had at least a chance to run a two-minute offense a couple times. They had the ball before halftime. You know, is he taking a knee all the time? You know, so that's just that's just really puzzling to me. And and Shanahan already has another problem, you know, with the big fella. You know, he comes into training camp. You know, Albert Hainsworth, $100 million man. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got issues with him. Mm-hmm. And, and listen, if, if it's a cardio, he didn't say it's a injury. He said it's a cardio. If it's a cardio problem, how did Donovan pass the test that Hainsworth couldn't pass in the summertime? Wow, that's, that's profound. <laughs> you know, hey, I'll tell you what, come on back. We're going to find out, when did they find out Donovan wasn't in shape? Because that's what cardio is, okay? Injuries is different than cardio. You listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm the Phoenix Living Like It Matters. I'll be right back. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Get ready to talk sports with someone who definitely has an opinion, but respects yours as well. The beginning of every week is Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. We'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend. Keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general. It's Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. Every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big-name stuff, too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little-known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get the inside scoop on the Georgia Bulldogs. Tune in to Keelan Johnson on College Football Game Day on the radio and every day on KeelanJohnson.com. On Keelan's Keeping It Real Radio, you can talk to Keelan and his former teammates about the Bulldogs, college football, and all things sports. Keelan's the go-to analyst for Bulldog football on pre- and post-game television on KeelanJohnson.com. And now, every week on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in every college game day for Keelan Johnson, Keeping It Real Radio. Saturdays at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This 
Cleveland is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Right, we're back. You listen to Randall Sports on the Voice no America Network. I'm finished living like it matters. You know, you know, it's interesting to have this, you know, off the air type of moment because the show don't stop when we go to break. The show continues to go on. And 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 Pete hit me with something, and it's like, you know, okay, so we, we want to know, you know, why is it possible and how is it possible, Pete? And I want you to jump in on this one, man. Okay, you didn't figure out that Donovan wasn't in shape, you know, preseason. You know, and, and then, if, okay, so that was the one issue, the cardiovascular, because, again, he said it was cardiovascular, but then he started talking about, you know, hamstring and all that type of stuff, you know. And, and a lot of times what people, in my mind, what they don't, what they fail to realize, at least for me, and I, I was never one of them track guys, but, you know, just because you pull a hamstring, that don't mean that you're out of shape. That's right. You know, that means that you might have overexerted your body. You may not have any water in there. You know, you, that means you're real tight. You know, you, you've been in the weight room. You know, you just built like that. You know, a hand pulled hamstring don't mean you're out of shape. And, and then again, but, but the hamstring, in my mind, ain't got nothing to do with cardio. Cardio up here, you know. And so that's another thing. And then this whole thing about not knowing the two-minute offense. Now, if I'm not mistaken, you know, if you're going to find out and expose, I'm, I expose myself that I don't know the two-minute offense, uh, don't I at least need to run it? I mean, I mean, maybe I didn't know it last week, but I put in some extra time in the playbook this weekend. How are you just going to pull me before I run the drill? If, if I'm going to put limitations to the two-minute offense, don't I know one or two plays? If if I know one or two plays, let me perform those one or two plays. If I'm if I'm having cardiovascular issues, then let's see, do I get tired? And certainly in a position to where they had a chance to win the game, I think adrenaline takes over and you forget about being tired. I mean, being that's right. We got a man running on a broken plane on a broken foot. You forget about pain. And so it, it's a situation to where I, we still don't know the truth because you don't get seven weeks in, 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 in the season and all of a sudden you got a cardiovascular ish issue. You don't have a hamstring issue without getting treatment and the media having exposure to you being hurt or hampered by an issue. And so we didn't have any of that that, that alludes to that he didn't know the offense he didn't know the two-minute drill that he has cardiovascular issues because when you look at Albert Hainsworth, you find him That's right. for, for being out of shape. That's and so oh, if Donovan, oh, if Donovan should, be fine. should be fined if he mm. has cardiovascular issues oh. because he's <laughs> taken away from the benefit of the team being able to go up and down the field at an advanced or at that level type movement. And so we have some issues here and some questions unanswered based upon the statements that are being made about this man. And his lack of. Can somebody out there who got a blog going on, could you please just attach that to your blog? We would like to know if Donovan McNabb has a cardiovascular issue, of which I believe was the same issue you had with Albert Hainsworth, and I think it cost him hundreds of thousands yes. of dollars. Yes. And, and you would not put him on the field because his cardiovascular issues made him a, a threat to you his health. You wouldn't even let him practice with the team. It was a threat to his health. But yet still, you don't feel the same for Donovan McNabb because you don't just need to run the two-minute drill uh, to find out you got a cardiovascular issue. You know, you, you can't even play regular downs. Forget the two-minute drill. You didn't even want to put 
Albert Hainsworth in, in practice, let alone a game Absolutely. where the tempo is much, you know, greater. You didn't even want to put him on the, on a practice, a preseason game and, because he had cardiovascular issues. So we know right there. And But whoever got a blog going on, please put that, that question out to the people out there and, and, and find out why is Donovan McNabb getting preferential treatment. As a matter of fact, Albert Hainsworth may need to ask, you know, why can't y'all take some of Donovan's money? You that's know? right. That's if, he's, right. if he's out of shape. Because that's what that means. See, they, they again, we football players. We ain't supposed to know the cardiovascular. Means he should be having a special <laughs> diet. He should be having uh, uh, extracurricular activities after practice to get him to where he needs to be to perform at that NFL and level. And he should, if I'm not mistaken, Pete, if he don't know the playbook. And we got a game coming up this week. Should he not be there a little bit earlier and stay a little bit late? In college, they call it study room or study guide. He study should have table. a tutor. He should have someone preparing him to uh, maximize his potential on the fields by being able to know exactly what needs to be done. But again, when you have 11 years in the league, there hasn't been a year where he hasn't performed a two-minute drill. And and let me just say this to you. Just like right now there are leaks coming out about supposedly Randy Moss complained about you know the menu of, of some catering service, whatever it was. Okay, you know, Brett Favre, there was some leaks about uh, when he was going through his thing this summer where, okay, we may be taking a plane up to pick him up. You know, he may be coming back. He may not be coming back. If Donovan, make, there was some leaks back in the day mm-hmm. when Donovan and, and, and Terrell had his problems, mm-hmm. you know. So if there's some leaks that Don, if Donovan don't know his playbook or Donovan ain't in shape, how come there's no leaks from in, within the locker room? Wow. Ain't true. Wow, ain't true. It ain't true. Obviously, there's no merit to it. Obviously, these are things that are going to suffice the fan base, uh, just going to you know keep everything underwater in terms of the truth. And sooner or later, the truth will surface. And uh, I, I believe, and, and you're right about that, and I, and I believe what's happening down there. See, you know, they got an owner that, you notice we haven't heard anything about this Washington Redskins owner. And, and, and from what I hear, what has leaked out, and my sources have told me, is that he decided that he was going to take a back seat and he was going to turn the football over to the football man. Okay. And, and so what's happening right now is Shanahan can say and do whatever he wants. He got full reign, full control. You know, because, again, they trusted in him to come in and, 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 and get the ship right. You know, but this, this move with Donovan McNabb right now, I don't think it's doing. Now, I thought that what he was trying to do, is to perhaps maybe motivate Donovan. But you and I have had this discussion before. You know, there's certain ball players, pro ball players, that, you know, they motivate themselves. Maybe not everybody, but Donovan McNabb does not seem like the person that you need to do something to motivate him. Not after playing 11 seasons, not after making pro bowls, and not after being productive in the way or fashion that he has been. And so it's I, – I don't understand it. Um, I, I, I can't find a rhyme, no reason to – uh, to to exercise your will on a person of Donovan's uh, caliber. But what? And another name, another name. You, like you said, exercise your will. Your will to bring up somebody like Jamarcus Russell. You gonna bring Jamarcus Russell in? Wow. You know, to even consider Jamarcus Russell as a backup t- to replace Donovan McNabb. I mean, what is that? I mean, here's a man. You know, if you talk about motivating somebody, you know, maybe his, his motivation is he's been away from the game. But Jamarcus Russell. He's the, you think he's going to be the answer to Donovan McNabb in Washington? I think if you brought in uh, Jamarcus Russell, then Snyder would would get involved uh, because ultimately he's tried to buy a championship by by paying you know guys you know 
tons of money, uh, and that didn't pan out because, you know, to win a championship, it has to be a total effort from the front office down to the locker room, and ultimately there has to be a sense of chemistry that, that works for all. And ultimately they're having issues there because are we hearing that Donovan is going to be benched next week, or is it just – all the way up until we don't we don't have a or we have a two minute warning. <laughs> well, we don't know, but we're gonna figure that one out because hopefully my man's gonna tell us the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth coming up pretty soon. But listen, as we go through these uh, this team and, and we look at the divisions, you know, we look at the NFC East at top of the East. Of course, we got the New England Patriots and the Jets. You know, the Patriots, of course, at six and one, the Jets looking good. You know, as as we reach the halfway point of this season, you think that the Patriots can hold on and, and win the division, or you think the Jets might make a move on them there? Well, when you look at the fact that Green Bay just beat the Jets, then the cliche uh, on any given Sunday holds true. Um, you know, you can have a great record early. But when it comes down to stretch, now it's time for you get a lot of people who had injuries. Now they're getting healthy. And, and, and now you're getting players and, and certain chemistry on teams and people are starting to play ball. And so it's going to be real interesting the second half or down the stretch to see who really prevails. There are a lot of good teams out there. And there are a lot of good teams that are going to get players back and, and those kinds of things. And so it's going to be interesting to see who prevails and who can really win their division. And I, and I think that that division is a tight one. And people can, you know, you don't, you're not sure. I think a lot of people may put their money on the Patriots, but the Jets could slip in and win that. Of course, in the North, you got the Ravens or the Steelers, and you could just flip a coin. You know, but maybe Same you've thing. already flipped your coin. But you, okay, we'll, 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 that'll play itself out. Yes, so you it don't, will. You know, yes, not, it will. But, but, you know, now you go to the South and you got the Colts and you got the Titans. You know, really like the coach. Based upon how Peyton played last night, I think he's playing with uh, a vengeance. Oh, and hey, James Brown had a song back in the day too called "Payback," yeah. the big payback. Absolutely. And that's what and that's what Peyton did that's last what it night. Like last Peyton night. wanted to let him know. <laughs> hey, Pete, man, I appreciate it, man. I'm gonna have to come on your show sometime when you Please get started. Do. Hey, man, we've been enjoying ourselves. You listen to Rail and Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Finney's living like it matters. Pete Manley, wide receiver, Detroit Lions back in the day. Yeah, he did his job. He got it done. Come on, Randy Moss. Keep it going, brother. Hang in there. You're going to be back. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. But you still be my star. Baby, cause in the dark, you can't see Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.